Agile Strategy Lab podcast, where we explore what it means to view your organization, your company, or your community through the lens of agility to create a strategy that works in a rapidly changing world. I'm Liz Nilsson, the Associate Director of the Lab at the University of North Alabama. Today's episode, presented in collaboration with the Strategic Doing Institute, is number 22. You know how every year there's a flurry of ideas for what the year we've just been through should be called? The year of the fill in the blank. I'm not sure the calendar year is the right division for the time we're in, but I think we could rightly call the last 12 months we've been in the year of remember when? Remember when we could go out to eat, could see a movie or a play or a concert? could travel to see and hug loved ones. In some ways, our year has been all about looking back at the past. So it's an interesting time for us to talk to a futurist, someone who is perpetually thinking not about what has come before, but about what things will be like in 10 years, in 30 years. Are we ready to do that yet? Futurist Rebecca Ryan says we'd better be. Rebecca works with organizations, communities, and regions using a tool called strategic foresight to closely study signals in the environment that are clues to what might be coming, and then to help them align their efforts to a future they want, to take the initiative to shape the future rather than just letting it happen. As you'll hear in this episode, there's a natural connection between strategic foresight and strategic doing, and it all has to do with one of our favorite themes, asking good questions. This episode is drawn from Rebecca's presentation at the Strategic Doing Third Thursday, a monthly global conversation. Listen in. From my professional basketball days, this moment right now that we're in, this moment feels like we are in the game of our life, the battle of our life, the game of our life, our biggest rival maybe, and there are like two seconds on the clock and we're down by one point. And you've just been given the ball to shoot two free throws. And if you make one or two, we tie the game and we go into overtime. If you make them both, we probably win. And that is the moment that it feels like we are at right now in America as a country, um, possibly in, in the world. And so I am serious as a heart attack about this notion of foresight and how it links up with strategic doing. Um, And as I talk about sort of the seconds on the clock and what's at stake here, I'm gonna gonna ground all of that for you. But I also wanna acknowledge that your cortisol levels have been off the chain for a year. I mean, it has been one nonstop tap dance with like two Gatorade breaks And then you're back out there hustling as hard as you can. I mean, what we have gone through in the last year has been um, something that hopefully, God willing, we will never have to go through again. But it's been real. It has been real. And I think we all have to take a moment and just acknowledge, you know, some of you hit the pandemic wall in the middle of winter or maybe even before that is normal. Human bodies are not supposed to go through this much fight, flight, freeze, cortisol, 
as we have gone through. So I like, I want to very gently like wrap my arms around you and give you a hug that's long enough until your body can relax. I think you know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, but I also want to say like, tie your shoes back up because we got to get back out there. And what we went through was kind of a warm up because what we're facing right now, what we've just gone through is an x-ray on our systems that have shown where every broken bone is. So there's a lot of work to do, but processes like strategic doing and processes like strategic foresight give people a place to rest. Because if they feel that they can trust the process, if they feel that the people who are doing the process are trustworthy, that they have character, that we're answering bigger questions, they can relax, right? So the work that we do has probably never been more important, right? There are processes that you do to, you know, just invent and iterate and whatnot. But this next several years in most of our systems could be a reset. And if we don't do it, the system is going to want to snap back. And if we snap back, then we have gone back to a broken, recycled someone else's future. I don't think that's what we want. So part one, I love you. I'm hugging you. You've been through a lot. And part two, relace your shoes. We got more to do, right? We think about um, the foresight process. Well, I guess the way that I think about the foresight process in my practice, not all futurists think about it in this way, but the way that I think about the foresight process is a four-stage process. And if you want to start at the, uh, the one o'clock position, the gold circle there is sensing, so a lot of foresight is trying to lift our eyes to the horizon and see what's coming. And I just want to stop and tell you how, how novel that is. Because when most people do plans, I mean, my, my kind of terrible joke is find and replace is the most popular feature in an updated strategic plan. Find everywhere it says 2021 and replace it with 2025, right? Um, you find forwards is 10% and make it 8% or 12%, depending if you're trying to shrink expenses or grow revenue, right? So what's interesting about that is if your current plan is based on your previous plan, your previous plan is based on probably the one previous to that. And so what we do with our planning is just, we just update these historical documents. So is it any wonder that our systems just are built on top of history, on top of history, on top of history, on top of history, on top of the way it's always been done. And all of a sudden it confronts a different reality and it breaks. It can't face into it. What we do in foresight is we say, okay, thank you history, good on you. But in foresight, our bias is towards what's coming. You would never jump in your car and drive to the other part, to another part of the country looking in your rear view mirror. You drive to where you're going, looking through your windshield. So this sensing phase is about the windshield. What is coming? Not what are our greatest hits behind us? Some of those may be important, but what are we facing into, right? Then we come to the imagining phase. This is where we, we, make, we create different stories about the future. We sort of rehearse the future through storytelling. Um, 
Then we come into the third phase, which is defining. So now that we've imagined these different futures, let's define the one we want. And then finally, the doing phase. And this is where strategic doing is the methodology that we use. This um, four-phase process is, um, it's kind of core, you know, to, to how we think about foresight with our clients. But I want to just talk about how foresight and strategic doing dock together. You know, the first phase of strategic doing is the framing question. It's the appreciative question. And I don't know what it's like in your experience, but in our experience, sometimes people have a hard time with the appreciative question. They try to get super tactical, right? It's like, uh, how can we increase tuition by 10%, right? Or how can we increase revenues by X or Y? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Not a big enough question, we say. Can you find a question that engages people's hearts and their guts, right? And you know that people have a visceral reaction when they get to the right question. People are like, yes, you know, they have a, we always say, if you don't have a hell yes for this question, then just cross it off. It's a hell no, right? The hell yes question. Why is it so important? I mean, you know this, but for us, for us, the hell yes question probably indicates that we are going to reshape the future. So as a futurist, starting with that appreciative question and then designing a very elegant, lightweight, doable, no budget, no permission project around it, we know is going to move us towards the future we want. Strategic doing needs big questions. Strategic foresight uncovers big questions but doesn't have an elegant process to help people get moving on those questions. So taken together, foresight, which looks out at the horizon, imagines multiple plausible futures, and then rests into, okay, what is the future we want? Without fail, the future we want is not here yet. We have to push some big boulders and strategic doing is one of the most elegant processes to help begin building the momentum around the boulder. So for me, uh, these two processes together are delicious. They are peanut butter and chocolate. We're in a moment in many of our systems right now where we're aware of things that are declining, but we're not yet connecting wrist to wrist with, with that system, that horizon three system that is going to carry the day. Now, some of you see something like this and your sphincters tighten up and you think, whoa, shit, right? And others of you think, wow, opportunity. For those of you who think, wow, opportunity, I'm with you. This is an amazing opportunity. If you think several generations into the future, and that's as a futurist, that's my normal kind of way of thinking. How's this going to play out by 2030? How's this going to play out by 2050? We have this opportunity right now to reset the table, right? For a next generation that doesn't want to inherit the mess that we're, that we're experiencing now. So if you're in a position of authority, if you're in a a trusted process facilitator role. I, I almost feel like it's a, it's, it's a calling to do this work with the biggest possible questions, with the biggest possible imagination so that we really can leave the world better 
for future generations. And I'm worried. I'm worried that the windfall of money coming through the American Recovery Act, right, is gonna be used to patch the holes on the declining system rather than to invent the pilot projects that are gonna be needed to bridge the jump. There's a whole bunch of new things we need to be experimenting with, hence the importance of strategic doing. No budget, no permission, low risk, big easy, right? To lead the way to what is possible. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the lab, visit our website, at agilestrategylab.org. You can also email us through the website. Just look for the Contact Us button. You can learn more about strategic doing, including the Third Thursday programs, at strategicdoing.net. See you next time.